the Lord is great. I'm humbled by the sharings and the testimonies and um, just what we've gone through as we share. And I take this time to just say, one song always walks on my mind every time I just hear wonderful things or I go through a wonderful experience. I say to God be the glory, great things he has done. When things are tough, I still remember the words of the song, to God be the glory, great things he has done. When things are good, to God be the glory, great things he has done. And, and I think in a very special way, I must say that uh, from the experience and what we have said, to God be the glory, great things he has done. I was informed to share with us something this evening. Uh, on the backdrop of such momentous sharing and, uh, and, and testimonies, you at times feel like just saying, let's just hear the goodness of the Lord through what he has done for his children, and then let's just pray. And so I, I have been thinking about what do we talk about, what could encourage us, and um, I would want to just title my brief sharing. I just want to say one thing. It's, uh, I want to title it as Ray of Hope. Ray of Hope. That will be my title for just the brief sharing that I'll take. I, I, I speak for so long, but today I'm just trying to confine myself to be brief and to the point. The story is told, and I find myself in the book of First Kings chapter 18, message is ray of hope. In First Kings chapter 18, I'm, I'm quickly going to take us through this, so I, I would really request us to pay attention. Allow me to explain this. When the time is limited, I explain the things I am saying before I start saying them. This is the construct of uh, the message of the hour. I'm going to put us into context what is the challenge that we have? Once we get into the context, we are going to see how we are going through it. And then uh, the ray of hope that I want to speak about is actually tucked in the last few verses that I will be talking about. So I'll first lay the groundwork, which I'm going to do very fast in my explanation, but I'm going to try and focus more on the final bit. But if you had to forget everything I have said or everything I'm going to say, just remember, prayer works wonderful. Prayer touches the heart of God. Something happens when God's children pray. So let's keep on in prayer. Let's always trust God. Let's always cling to the ray of hope as we pray. First Kings chapter 18 and reading from verses 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show yourself unto Ahab, I will send rain upon the earth. And Ahab and Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was so famine in Samaria. The first instance over there is not something interesting. God says, I will send rain, but the condition as it is right now is a condition of famine. But one thing I always like saying, and I would still say in this moment, is when God speaks, take God at his word. 
we walk by faith and not by sight. When God tells you there is going to be rain, my duty is not to question, God, where are the clouds? God, where is the water? God, where is all this? We are not to question all that. We are just supposed to trust God. When he says there is going to be rain, trust God there is going to be rain. And that is the same thing we need to do with the promises of God that we find tucked in the Bible. When you read God's promise and he says, I am going to send you healing, just trust in that. If you read God's promise and he says, let not your heart be troubled, just trust that. If you read God's promise and God says that, you know what, I, I am the one who is in charge of your life. I, am, I, I, I know your, uh, the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not plans to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. When God has already given you that promise, now trust that promise. And so I, I, I walk by simple faith that says, take God at his word. And we can trust that you can take God at his word. God says, I will send rain. You know, when God tells you I will send rain, he doesn't have to explain to you how he's going to send rain. Just pick it. God, you said I am going to send rain. And, and so, as, as you read this chapter, God says I will send rain in verse 1. But the rain is not going to come until the end of this chapter. That is interesting. What is happening in between here is just explaining to us the process until you get to the rain. You see, when, when we pray to God, at times there are certain things we want, but we don't want to go through, through the process that God has designed for the building of our faith. There are processes we have to go for the building of our faith before we get to the final point. And, and these processes are part of the things I want to share with us. First Kings 18, reading from verses 3, And Haab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took 100 prophets, hid them by 50 in the cave, and fed them with bread and water. Ahab said to Obadiah, Go into the land and to all the fountains of water and all the brooks. Peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and the mules alive that we lose not all the beasts. So they divided themselves, the land between them, and went throughout. Ahab went one way, Obadiah went the other way. Let me quickly explain this. Obadiah goes and meets Elijah. When Obadiah meets Elijah, Obadiah is shocked. And uh, Elijah tells Obadiah, don't be shocked. Just go and tell Ahab that you have met me and I want to see him. Obadiah is shocked. He's like, no, 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 no. Ahab wants to kill you. Elijah says, don't worry. And let me tell you something. When you are on God's mission, don't be threatened with death. I need to explain this. When the Lord has a mission for you and God is not yet done with you, don't be threatened with death. Don't get to a point of getting worried that oh, uh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen as long as God has a mission for you. So Badai is shocked, Obadiah is worried, but he's being told no, 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 there's no problem. Just tell him I want to meet him. And so the Bible says that um, Elijah went to meet Ahab. And verses 17 says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he said, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and have followed Balim. Now therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel. And the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the group, 400. 850 prophets came. Now listen to this. 
Elijah says, get them so that we can meet at the groove. All these people are brought. 850 prophets of Baal. Under the message title, Ray of Hope, I was about to ask ourselves, but, but who is your God? C can your God be trusted? You know, at times the challenges we go through are, are also meant to expose who is our God. Can we trust in God to deliver what he has promised to deliver? And so Elijah says it's going to be a contest at Mount Carmel. Baal and his prophets, Aish, you need to prove who is your God. And I'm going to prove who is my God. And when you read the text quickly, uh, the Bible says in uh, verses 21. Now, for those who are uh, picking notes and uh, walking through this, I'm starting from verses 21. Now, here is where I'm starting the notes. Here is where I'm starting the message. The Bible says in verses 21, point number one, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long hold ye between two opinions? Now listen to this. And, and this is the big question that at times we have. Even God asking his children, For how long will you be wavering between this opinion and the other one? Listen, when we ask God for something, let's not be double-minded. If we are double-minded, you, you cannot ask God to heal you and at the back of your mind, you are like, but I think he cannot heal me. You, you cannot be asking God when you have doubts. If, if you ask God, you must trust that the God to whom you are speaking is able to answer. You cannot ask God for something with doubts. That is why the book of James chapter 1, when you read from verses 6, says, Let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavereth, is as the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Beloved, when we get to prayer, when you're asking God, be deliberate, be precise. Do not doubt. Elijah asked, how long will you waver between two opinions? And, and, and whatever he's asking, is, is, is even point in time, case in time, some of the things that we face. At times we are uh, unwell, you are going through tough times, you are bereaved. Things are just difficult in your life. And you know what? Oh, some people say you can pray to God, you've prayed to God and you feel like he's not answering. Then people tell you, oh, you can also get some support from elsewhere. Listen, I've always said, and I can confidently say in this sharing, that if God is not going to answer my requests if if god is not going to answer my petitions and i have trusted in him hey i'm not changing my god let it be recorded somewhere in heaven that god failed to answer when we cried to him when we were sick but but, but you cannot halt between two opinions nowadays there are people you will come to church for prayers then after prayers you want to go to the witch doctor for healing as in you just make one decision when, when you come to God and you trust in God, let's trust in God. That is faith. And that's why we're talking of ray of hope in, in this message of the hour. And, and the Bible says, Elijah just told them, if the Lord be God, follow him. But if bad, then follow him. And the people answered not a word. And, and, and what I would like to say is, uh, challenges have a way of exposing who is our God. 
Challenges have a way of bringing us to the point of knowing how much do we trust in God. For if God be God, let's follow God. Let's trust in God. Let's even believe that God is able to deliver. And if the others have promised that they can deliver, let's then follow them fully. We cannot be wavering between two opinions. If you have put something in God's hand, that thing is in the best hands possible. When, when, when we learn to leave things in God hand, God's hands, let me tell you something. We are going to be able to have best results. Because the hands of God, those are the best hands that can handle every situation we are going through. And, and so we, we just need to think of, make a decision. Don't halt between two opinions. The next text says in verses 22, Then Elijah said to the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450. Let them give us two bullocks. Let them choose one bullock for themselves, cut it into pieces, lay it on the wood, put no fire under it. I will dress the other bullock, lay it on the wood, put no fire under it. And call ye on the name of your gods, I will call on the name of the Lord. The God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. They said, let us put our gods to test. Beloved, God, no, no wonder he says in the book of Malachi, prove me. God, God likes being proven. And, and we can prove God. I, I've always looked at the Bible and, and I've seen some Bible characters act it so nicely. When, when you pray, pick up the promises of God and remind God of what he said. Tell him, are you not the Lord who said, prove me? Today, God, please just prove. And, and you know, at times when, when you come out as somebody who trusts in God, people will watch even when you are sick. And they want to see it. And let me tell you, sickness, challenges, illness, whatever you want to name it, bereavements, whatever you want to name it, good times, bad times, whatever you want to call it, should not define our relationship with God. We should be able to trust in God at all times. Circumstances don't define our God. Let our God define our circumstances. Let, let me always have God to a point where I can be able to say, that is the Lord that delivered me. Not you get to a point and you say, hey God, is this possible? We are not asking about possibilities. We are talking about trusting in God, leaving our everything before the Lord. And God wants to be proven. God knows we are his children. God knows we have trusted him. We can be able to still continue trusting in him. The Bible says, Elijah said, call the name of the Lord, of your God. I will call on the name of the Lord. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose for yourself one bullock and dress it first, for you are many. And call the name of your gods, but put no fire under. They took the bullock which was given to them. They dressed it. Called the name of Baal from morning to evening, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, and nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. Now, beloved, listen to this part. They called. There was no answer from morning until, until noon. Now listen to this. Uh, Baal did not answer for the duration that they called, morning up to noontime. But look at how they are praying. They were even jumping on the altar. 
Beloved, it's, it's not how dramatic we are going to be when we are praying. It's not how, what do I call it? How, how loud we are going to shout. In fact, when you look at it, the Bible says in verses 27, it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud for yours, he's a God. Either he's talking or he's pursuing something or he's on a journey. Peradventure he sleepeth and must be woken up. And they cried aloud. And listen, these are the gods. They need you to shout louder so that they can hear. Our God, you can even be able to whisper a prayer in your heart. And you will be able to listen. In fact, Elijah told them, just call on your God. They cried. They cut themselves with all manner of knives and lancets. And blood gushed out upon them. Now, this kind of a prayer is even scary. People are chopping themselves and cutting themselves. And uh, they believe their Lord will listen to them. One thing I like about my God, my God has not called us to cut ourselves with knives. When he says a broken heart, is not out to break your bones. He just needs a contrite and broken heart. He needs us to calm down. He needs us to be able to get to the level where we can be able to say, Lord, it's all about you and not I. The Bible says in verse 29, it came to pass when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the evening sacrifice. There was neither voice nor answer nor any that regarded. Now, beloved, what do we do when our God does not respond to us? Ray of Hope is my message title. Listen, these ones have already, they've already cut themselves, but there's no ray of hope for them. Their God has done nothing. Elijah said unto the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Beloved, part of the things that we may need to do in our lives is repair the altar. Repair the altar simply means let's look at our lives. Let's look at our spiritual life. Let's, let, let's make amends where we need to make amends. Some things we need to do. Let's just do those things. And, and listen, he repaired the altar and the famine is still there. At times, we, we, we do not make amends just because God has answered our prayers and now things are so good. We still make amends with God. We still get to have a, a spiritual uh, revival with God irrespective of our current situation. The famine is still on. He repaired the altar. The Bible says Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. <clears throat> and to whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He made a trench about as great as would contain the two measures of seed. He put the wood in order, cut the bullock in pieces, laid him on the wood, and said, Fill four barrels with water, and pour it upon the burnt offering and on the wood. He poured the water to just make everyone confirm there is no hidden fire. Say, do a second time. They did a second time. Say, do a third time. They did a third time. And the water ran about the altar and filled the trench also with water. Now, follow with me. Second, third time, they're pouring water. Then now, the Bible says, it came to pass at the time of the evening offering. Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. I love that prayer. A prayer that we can pick. It says, 
Lord God, let it be known that you are God. In other words, God, you are responding to this situation is not to glorify me. You are responding to this situation is to confirm who you are. In my studies, I have come to conclude, if we can convince God that his answer to our prayers is for his glory and not ours, it is well. Irrespective of what it is, if, if, if you lack a job and you convince God, God, this is for your glory. Let it be known that there is a God in Israel. Let me tell you, God is going to do that. If, if we are unwell, and, and we started with the testimonies of illness and how the Lord has walked with, uh, with us through these illnesses. But let me tell you something. If at the end of this illness, God is going to be glorified in your life, let me tell you, it's going to be wonderful. Irrespective, I'm, I'm not even saying we are going to be healed. I'm not the one who heals. The Lord is the one who heals. But I can tell you, whatever happens in our lives, if we can seek the glory of God and not our own glory, trust me, God is going to bless us. The Bible says, let it be known that there is a God in Israel. When we, when we ask God, let's just ask God that we want him to be seen and not us. And let it be known that I am your servant. By the way, God's children cannot just be suffering. We, we, we petition God to answer our prayers. We petition God to give us healing so that at the end of the day, it will be known that there is a God who is in charge. There is a God who is in charge of our lives. And in fact, when you read the Bible says, Hear me, O Lord, hear me. That these people may know that thou art God and that thou hast turned their hearts again. Now listen, he prayed to God and begged God to hear him and answer prayer that others may know. Let me tell you, there's something about testimonies. Why we may need to share with people what God does in our lives. Please, do not wait until the day you have escaped from a road accident. Then you want to tell God. Do not wait until the day you are fully recovered for you to praise God and share a testimony. It, it says, God, please let these people know. In everything that God to, uh, does to us, let us glorify God. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5 Reading from verses 16, it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. When people see the good works and the deeds of God's children, they glorify the Father which is in heaven. And let me tell you, the Bible will then say in verses 38, Look at the prayer of Elijah. You know, at times, beloved, we may even learn from Elijah how to just pray concise, specific prayers, short, to the point, and we finished. We, we don't necessarily need to have long, repetitive prayers. Let me tell you, just short, to the point. God, my issue is these people need a testimony that you are the true God. Number two, God, I need them to understand you've sent me. I am your servant. And God, please hear that they may know that thou art the Lord. And once he says that, the Bible says in verse 38, Then the fire of the Lord fell from heaven, consumed the burnt offering, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell down to their faces and said, The Lord is the God. The Lord is the God. Amen. I like this. 
Listen, the, the Lord can work in your life to the extent that those who experience this will see and declare. They now don't need somebody to remind them that this is God. You know, when you're a child of God and you've walked with God and God grants you deliverance, be careful when you are remembered more than the Lord who did it for you. It's so wonderful when we can sit back and say, man, look at what God did. That was serious. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I like that testimony of the people. They just saw. And let me tell you, when the Lord came, he did not just bring part fire. He brought fire that consumed the burnt offering, licked all the water, burnt all the wood, burnt all the stones and the dust. And, and at the end of it, you are sure only God can do this. Let me tell you, there is a given deliverance that when God gives you, you will sit back and know only God can deliver in this manner. And when you read the text, the Bible says, And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let no one escape. They took them. Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink. There is a sound of abundance of rain. I like that. He has not seen the rain. But once the Lord has given you a ray of hope, let's finish this. I'm, I'm, I'm now at it. Ray of hope. Once the Lord has given you a ray of hope, let me tell you, you can say there's abundance of rain. Listen, God starts with small, small, from the outset, he wants you to trust in him. But one thing I like with God, at times even when you feel like he has not answered your prayers, he has just given you a ray of hope. He wants you to continue holding on to the ray of hope and then additional light will be given. The Lord gives a ray of hope, but he says, oh no, just tell him, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I, I, I don't know about you, but I see something there. I don't know whether you read it. Elijah does not say, I see rain. He says, there is a sound of abundance of rain. He doesn't say there's a lot of rain today. He says there's a sound. Sound is not being seen by sight. But, but he's hearing, listen, there are no clouds. There are no lightnings. But he just says, no, 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 you know what? I, I, I walk by faith. Oh, what is faith? Faith is seeing the end as God will make it, not the present as you are going through it. So in other words, faith is you don't have food today, but you're seeing how God is giving you food for tomorrow. Faith is you sitting here, not having a job, but you see God already employing you. Faith is you sitting here, and you know I am going in for surgery, but you see God with you after the surgery. That is faith. Sound of abundance of rain. No, no, not the sight of the rain. Let's not walk by sight. Now listen to this. Ahab went up. He did drink. And Elijah went to the top of Camel. Now listen to this. Elijah said, I hear there is a sound of abundance of rain. But Elijah does not keep quiet. He still goes back to the mountain. Beloved, listen. Just because you trust in God... Don't forget to continue praying. He went back to the Mount Carmel, the place where he had gotten the first victory. He goes back there and he cast himself down to the earth and put his face between his knees. He is bowing down and kneeling down before the Lord. And he said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. He went up and looked and said, there is nothing. Elijah is praying, a man of faith. The servant goes and checks, says there is nothing. And goes 
Again, he said, go again seven times. What does that tell us? We need to be resilient in prayer. We need to be persistent in prayer. Seven times, still trusting. Listen, our God is not a God to whom you just come and, 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 and you just want to pass by. Seven times. Kept on looking. And, and I like this. Now, listen to this part. Elijah was praying and looking down and asking him, go check whether there is a ray of hope. Go check whether the Lord has given us a token of hope. Just go check. There is nothing. How many of us when there is nothing? Oh, you've gone through the first chemo. You've gone through the second chemo. And you're feeling like it's only getting worse and worse. But you know what? God has survived you through them. And, and there is nothing. But remember, seven times, just go and check. We are looking for that ray of hope. And, and, and in looking for the ray of hope, that the Bible says. In fact, let me just read verses 44. It says, and it came to pass the seventh time that he said. You know, again and again, Elijah sent his servant to a point overlooking the Mediterranean to learn whether there were any visible token that God had had his prayer. Listen, when God hears our prayers, he doesn't just keep quiet with it. He gives a visible token. That is the story I learned in this. And, and normally when you pray, look for that visible token that the Lord has given. And let me tell you, that ray of hope may be a, 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 an enormous recovery that you did not expect after first round of treatment. That ray of hope may even be the short listing that you have. That ray of hope may be... The relative peace that you have even in your family when every other family members are fighting and having things. That ray of hope can be so many things. It can be just that small thing that, that makes you feel like pushing on. They checked whether there is a visible token that God had had the prayer. And each time the servant returned with the word, there is nothing. The prophet did not become impatient or lose faith, but continued his earnest pleadings. Six times the servant returned with the word that there was no sign of rain in the brassy heavens. Undoubted, Elijah sent him forth once more. And this time, the Bible says, if you read in verses 44, it came to pass at the seventh time that he says, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. Says, I have just seen a little cloud. This was enough. Elijah did not wait for the heavens to gather blackness. In that small cloud, he beheld by faith an abundance of rain. And that's where I get my sermon title, Ray of Hope. In that small cloud, he did not wait for the heavens to gather with blackness. He did not wait for big cumulonimbus clouds and such. He did not wait for these things. In that small cloud, he beheld by faith an abundance of rain and acted in harmony with his faith. Now, beloved, listen to this. Learn to act in harmony with your faith. Don't have faith. Faith without action is dead. When you have faith that God will deliver, act in harmony with that faith. And the Bible says... When he was told, in verses 44, and it came to pass the seventh time, he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud like the sign of the hand of man. He said, Go up and say unto Ahab, 
Prepare the chariot. Get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. It came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds, and the wind, and there was great rain. And Hab wrote and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah. Beloved, what am I learning through this? Listen, he didn't wait. By faith, picked on the ray of hope. I, I don't know what about you, but uh, my encouragement this evening is, let us pray, continue in prayer. Let's look for the ray of hope that the Lord has given. Wherever the Lord has planted that ray of hope, I don't know. But just look at your life. Ask God to show you a ray of hope. And let me tell you, faith works miracles. A wonderful read, I read somewhere, Review and Herald, March 27, 1913. And in, 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 in an exposition in this wonderful publication, Review and Herald, it says, important lessons are presented to us in the experience of Elijah. When upon Mount Camel, he offered prayer for rain. His faith was tested, but he persevered in making known his request to God. Six times he prayed earnestly, yet there was no sign that his petition was granted. But with a strong faith, he urged his plea to the throne of grace. Had he given up in discouragement at the sixth time, his prayer would not have been answered. But he persevered till the answer came. We have a God whose ear is not close to our petition. And if we prove his word, he will honor our faith. He wants us to have all our interests interwoven with his interests. And then he can safely bless us. For we shall not then take the glory to self when the blessing is ours, but shall render all the praise to God. God does not always answer our prayers the first time we call upon him. For should he do this? We might take it for granted that we had a right to all the blessings and favors he bestowed upon us. Instead of searching our hearts to see if any evil was upon us, or if any evil was entertained by us, any sin indulged, we should become careless and fail to realize our dependence on God and our need of God's help. Elijah humbled himself until he was in a condition where he could not take the glory to himself. This is the condition upon which the Lord hears prayers. For then shall we give the praise to him. The custom of offering praise to men is one that results in great evil. One praises another, and thus men are led to feel glory and honor belongs to them. When you exalt man, you lay a snare for his soul and do just as Satan would have you to do. You should praise God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, with all your mind, and with all your strength, for God alone is worthy to be glorified. Let us not forget to trust in God. Let us not forget to continue in prayer. I will finish with this statement. It was because Elijah was a man of large faith that God could use him in this grave crisis in the history of Israel. As he prayed, his faith reached out and grasped the promises of heaven. He persevered in prayer till his petitions were answered. He did not wait for the full evidence that God had had him, but was willing to venture all on the slightest token of divine favor. And yet, what he was enabled to do under God 
all may do in their sphere of activity in God's service. For of the prophet from the mountain of Gilead, it is written, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. James chapter 5 verses 17. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it did not rain by the space of three and a half years. Faith such as this is needed in the world today. Faith that will lay hold of the promises of God's word and refuse to let go until heaven hears. Faith such as this connects us closely with heaven and brings us strength for coping with the powers of darkness. Beloved, allow me to close by saying we need to have faith such and this. Through faith, today, we are to reach the heights of God's purpose for us. By faith, faith is an essential element of prevailing faith, prayer. If we can just have faith, and that's what we need today. As you're going to pray, we have uh, several prayer requests. Let's have faith. You know, we, we, we cannot be watching an election coming ahead of us and we think, oh, there is likely to be a post-election violence. If we can pray by faith and ask God to avert all those post-election violence, he can avert it. Where is it written that people must die in every election? Nowhere. We, we, we can be able to stand in the gap for this country. We, we, we don't have to really complain too much about the country as we have to pray for the country. And, and this happens everywhere. I know that those of us who are... Uh, Going through tough times, we've lost loved ones. But one thing you can be sure of, let's just have faith. Ray of hope is my message for the hour. And we just need God to give us that ray of hope, a visible token that is with us. Now let me make it easier. Ray of hope may be the fact that you're alive today. That may be the token that God has given you, that he has a purpose for you still. Ray of hope may be the slight adjustment or improvement you're seeing in your health that is just to remind you that god is still in charge let's cling on to the lord let's trust in the lord with all the challenges that we have with everything we are facing there is still a ray of hope in the lord you can keep your trust let's have faith and let's believe allow me to pray as we close precious lord loving savior Today we come before you as a people who have been facing so many challenges, but we find things difficult in our lives. Now, God, we are asking that you give us the ray of hope. Elijah would then come to the point whereby he is praying for rain, but he keeps on looking for that visible token. God, there are some of us who have been having prayers over and over. Grant us that token, Heavenly Father, that can make us remember that this is a ray of hope from you, O oh Lord, reminding us to trust in you, reminding us not to give up, reminding us that you are still in church. And God, we need not fear. We need not complain. We just need to trust in you. Give us that ray of hope. I present before you, dear Lord, that we have the music Sabbath that is coming up. We put into your balance, Heavenly Father. I pray also that there are those who are unwell. I put Donald into your able hands. I pray, put Ray Ogola into your able hands. Judica Uni and Morino Dongo. God, remember them. I, I thank you for the testimonies that your children have given. How you've 
you, you've given them improvement. Those who've been undergoing treatment for cancer and God, they're registering improvement. That is the ray of hope we're just asking for. And we're praying that God, we hear the sound of abundance of rain. And God, we, we will long to experience that abundance of rain. So now that you've given us the ray of hope in giving us improve medical improvement we pray heavenly father that you grant complete healing i pray heavenly father and put this country into able hands remember our leaders remember our politicians god remember even the electorate themselves remember even us and i pray heavenly father that you help us heavenly father that this election may be peaceful and may your will be done and may we get to the point of realizing heavenly father that it is you who set up kingdoms and brings out kingdom brings down kingdoms so god please grant us uh, leadership that will enable us to still be able to praise you, to still be able to have our religious liberties and be able to live for you. God, may you go before us and guide us as we are in the run-up to the election. God, I pray, Heavenly Father, there are several prayers of thanksgiving and silent prayer requests. God, Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. But God, again, I remember that there are people within our midst who are going through challenges, that those who have seen you, bless them. And God, I just ask that each and every prayer request, may you answer them in accordance to your will. Bless us and help us to always look for that ray of hope that you've set before us, even as we continue with you in prayer, is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you all, and the Lord keep you safe. Amen. 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 amen.